You've entered the Networker Zone, the ultimate podcast for networkers in direct sales, network marketing, MLM, or any sales side hustle. You'll learn the skills for the how-to and the mindset to make it work. From the author of over 20 best-selling books and over 25 years in the business, here's your host, Keith Schreider. All right, today in the zone, I have a doctor. He's a networker. He's got an awesome story. And of course, I'm here to get some business building tips is Dr. Bob Rakowski. Dr. Bob, welcome. Well, you know, I thank you. I'm a huge fan. Yeah, I, I think like most people my age in network marketing, we probably evolved listening to Big Al and and you know and your wisdom and and wow, talk about game-changing strategies for anybody and everybody, regardless of background. So I appreciate you and certainly your dad and all the value you bring to our world. Yeah, well, first of all, when you said my age, I think we're the same age. So <laughs> you're making us sound old now, but uh, either case. Well, you know, we're not the millennials, that's for sure. But maybe <laughs> we bring a different demographic into the mix because this is for everybody. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's great to see how technology is shifting so everybody can talk to each other. Uh, you know, no more rotary dial phones or anything else like that. We can we can talk to anybody for free, which is pretty cool. So we're showing our age. <laughs> yeah. Well, no kidding. I mean, you know, we go back all all this distance, and you know, some of the stories about people, you know, having to pay half a fortune for a conference call, and now everybody at the, at their fingertips video conference for all over the world. So you know, technology has a lot of benefits. That's for sure. Yeah. Even though we're only like maybe 20 minutes away from each other. We're going to schedule a lunch after we hit stop, but uh, I appreciate you uh, spending some time. We both have uh, some busy schedules, but you shouldn't even be here because I was talking to Nam probably a couple of weeks ago. And he said that, you know what? Uh, you thought this business, you're a doctor, you got other stuff going on this business. It's a pyramid scheme. Would you like to kind of share that story on how you kind of open up your mind or change your mind or just said, Oh, wait a sec. Maybe I was, you know, you just never know. Like you never know what kind of background people have about this industry and what kind of turned it around. Well, you know, one big shout out to Nam Doe for leading me in this direction with, with just rock solid wisdom. But I'm even going to go back further, you know. So I'm going to go back to when I was 18 years old. So we're 40 years ago and I was selling wow. coupon books door to door. And I knocked on a door and, and this woman looked at me and, you know, she she was very sincere. She said, you know what? You would be awesome in my business. And I said, well, what's your business? She says, well, I'm partnered with multiple multimillionaires and they're teaching me to become independently wealthy in the next five to 10 years. And I said, wow, that's fascinating. She says, you know what? If you'd like to meet some of my millionaire business partners, come over tomorrow night, 730, dress sharp, and I'll introduce you. You know, so I sat in on an Amway presentation and- you know, you don't have to be a math major, even though I was my first degree in electrical engineering, I could see compounding and I could see the benefit. I went, wow, are you kidding me? This is a path to wellness and, and, and wealth that anybody can pursue. It just seemed to make a lot of sense. So I said, you know what I'm in? And, and I went home and I told my brother-in-law, who, by the way, was, you know, a chess champion, a big eight accounting firm accountant, just a brilliant guy. Mm. And he looked at me and he said, well, Bob, he says, you know what? Trust me, you, you don't want to do that. That's Amway. He says, my, my brother and I still have a garage full of soap. You don't want to do that, right? So I listened to that and I thought, all right, he's a smart guy. He couldn't make it work. Then fast forward, right? At 30 years later, I had been prospected by 
a lot of people that weren't very professional. You know, they'd come into my clinic, they'd try to take my time when I was treating patients, and they'd try to sell me on the latest and greatest. So, Keith, this is interesting. On my clinic door, there's a sign that says, at the time, it said, network marketers not welcome. And we even wrote up a, a clinic policy about it. So, when my oh, son wow. introduced me to network <laughs> marketing, you know, and we, we had a better product. There was no doubt. It was a good product. It had the quality certifications. I could see that. I said, all right, I see it's a good product, but, you know, I'm, I'm never going to do the business, period, end of story. Uh, so now fast forward, Jacob, my son, a great sponsor, said, Dad, you, when you teach seminars, why don't you take some samples uh, and share them with people? Uh, and so I did. And this is a good sponsor lecture. When people come up to me, I give them samples. They go, wow, that's awesome. How do I get more? I give them Jacob's number. I'd say, call Jacob. So okay. I never prospected anybody, but yet he signed up. We're in a dual team system. I was 30, 30 wide left and right, right? 30, 30 without ever promoting the business. My son signed everybody up. So I'm teaching a seminar in Los Angeles and I had already gotten to the habit of taking samples. Well, they were gone so fast. You know, my wife said, how's the seminar going? I said, you know, it's good, but man, I'm already out of, out of samples. And she said, well, and uh, well, I think Nam's in LA. Maybe he could some, deliver some. So she messaged him. He said, I'll be right there. Well, here was a fascinating thing. He came up and he gave me about $500 worth of samples. Uh, and, and so I'm ready to give money. And he says, no, no. I learned that the more samples you give away, the more you get paid. And I thought, all right, well, at least let me take you to dinner. And we had that conversation. He asked me, Bob, why aren't you doing this? You know, and I just simply <laughs> told him, you know, listen, I don't think it works. Period. End of story. I've never seen anybody make it work. And, you know, listen, the idea of a pyramid scheme comes to mind. And, and so Nam's wisdom, and I, I listened to him on, on, on your podcast. He said he learned this from Tim Sales. He said, look, there's three types of people you can take advice from. Someone who's never done something, someone who's tried and failed, or someone who's tried and succeeded. Who do you want to listen to? Well, that was the slap across the face that I needed to just break me into reality <laughs> and listen to people that tried and failed. Okay, that's that doesn't make any sense. Let's go with those that try and succeed. So, yeah. uh, and, you know, and here we are today, 40 plus million in sales, very, very well compensated, you know, for just sharing better products and a better business model. Yeah, uh, that, that's pretty cool. I, I, I've seen like, you know, most businesses have them, no soliciting, but we said no network marketing and no network marketers. That's, that's a whole nother level of, and it, the funny part is, even if the signs there, people, some people, I should say amateur networkers like, well, they haven't heard my pitch or my deal. It's like, yeah. why would you talk to someone that's uninterested? But I guess Nam kind of came in with a more of a question approach than a push approach, which I love, even though you're already in the business. So that's cool. Well, well, yeah, certainly better questions. You know, so what was I in the business for? I was in the business because the product was better. And then my son, great relationship. Hey, why don't you share some at, at seminars, which I did and people loved it. So why not? So literally... If you know how to use leverage, or in my case, my son and Nam leveraged my contacts with their expertise and passion and made it work. Well, then in time, I got my own passion. And I'll tell you what, passion sells, you know, it really does. Yeah, that's a good question as far as your passion, because obviously you like what you do. And most people, they have what I call like dual income, like they still have an ordinary job or business because they love it or you know, network marketing isn't their be all end all, or they want to reinvest in whether it's, uh, you know, uh, real estate or retirement, you know, everybody has other things going on. 
but you're super busy. You got a lecture circuit, you got a business to run. What made you say, you know what? I want to leverage my time or what made you say I want to jump in or was it just you, you just had the passion or what 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 turned you on? Well, it was, so let's move forward. So then now all of a sudden I realized, okay, this business model is for real. The products are for real. The company's for real. The compensation's for real because, you know, and, and go back to Nam's podcast. He showed me the numbers in the back office of people that were making, you know, three quarters of a million a month. And I, I just sat there and went, oh my gosh. So there is something to this. So, you know, at that point I started sharing a little bit more diligently, but this story takes an interesting curve. You know, I had a shoulder injury. I had a an x-ray, and then I get a report back and the radiologist saw something he didn't like. He says, you know, I'm going to recommend an MRI or a bone scan. Well, when you're a doctor and you read that, that really gets your attention. You don't ever yeah. want to see that on a patient. Bone scan means they're looking for metastatic cancer. Well, thank God I, I didn't have it. I actually had a surgical artifact in my shoulder that looked weird, but they weren't sure with the x-ray study. So I get this report on the facts when I'm leaving town and I come to realize, you know what? I don't know how much time I have. There's a chance I could die. Now, that never would have been real. But two years earlier, I'd lost my best friend to metastatic cancer. He had a melanoma, skin cancer. Didn't pay attention by the time it was diagnosed, spread through his brain and body. It was not a good outcome. Uh, and you know what? Sure, you leave your family a life insurance policy, but those aren't very, those aren't adequate. Let's just put That's it back. The same. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I'm sitting there thinking, okay, what if my time is short? How am I going to take care of my family? And I often quote, you know, I'm a, I'm a big reader. And, and uh, there was a book entitled The One Thing. And the question that Gary Keller asked throughout, what is the one thing that you can do that in doing so would make everything else either easier or unnecessary? And with that week to think about it, I thought the one thing I can do is build my network, build my network marketing business. And then if suddenly something does happen and I'm not here, I can have thousands, tens of thousands of people supporting my family. And, and that's the great news. That's where we are now, you know, a team of over 25,000 people in over 20 countries. Uh, and, you know, the reorders are put us in the top 1% of the world in terms of income. And I know we're not supposed to make income claims, but that's a pretty good place to be. <laughs> yeah, just for making a decision. And yeah, sometimes the tipping point is medical. Uh, whether it's a, it's a realistic scare or in our mind or yeah that, that that happens a lot and I I didn't realize you were ten years older than me okay so you're you're uh, you're living the life you're looking good all right there you go <laughs> well th th thanks for that compliment and and you know I'll tell you what anybody who decreases their stress by building a great network and then we have nutritional products I'll tell you what good nutrition low stress life is better for for probably everybody. Yeah, I, I definitely believe nutrition does help the stress, but yeah, there's you know, financial stress, you got work, whatever, like everyone has uh, stress. So, so that's a good point. Obviously, you're a big reader um, and you want to get rid of stress. So what are some good books? Well, nothing with my last name, <laughs> other books ah. that you've read that have kind of helped you out with your mind because you can have all the skills in the world, but if your mind's not right, you're not going to do anything with it. So what? there's obviously something there that that flipped it. Well, and, and there's so many, right? So, you know, it could be The Unbeatable Mind by Mark Devine, since we're talking about that. And, and basically, it's the sages of wisdom throughout time that say, if you master the space between your ears, then most of your life is going to be better. And think about it, you're always going to make a decision. You know, uh, there's a, a good author named Tom Rath, whose book is called Eat, Move, Sleep. 
you know, and, and he lost an eyeball to cancer when he was 16 years old. They told him he'd never see 37. That, you know, that was the longest anybody had lived with his condition. But now he's 45, has a beautiful family, kids, Amazon.com bestselling author. Uh, and he talks about eat, move, sleep. Those are the big three. But let's face it, he made a decision based on a scare. Uh, and one of my favorite quotes is a good scare may be better than good information. Uh, and he realized he needed to be proactive about his life. So now went back to this unbeatable mind, which is a constant theme. You always want to master that space between your ears. Uh, and then one of my mentors said this, we're all here to do the same thing. And that's to show up as our best self in service to something bigger than ourselves. And I'm going to tweak that a bit, show up as our best in getting better self because we can get better every day in loving service to something bigger than ourselves. And, and that just described network marketing. The people that succeed at it, love it. They love sharing. They love leveraging. They love the model. Uh, and they love what they can do to help people all over the world. And sometimes people they never would have met any other way. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I guess information is logical, as much logical as I am. Emotion sells and emotional well, emotion gets you into gear and emotion scares an emotion. It's big time. Sure. <laughs> and uh, if a couple of years haven't scared us enough, I'm sure there'll be plenty of uh, stuff that's it's life. Uh, that is that is life. I'm trying to think with your schedule, like, are you making time or you kind of just working the business because it's such a habit to let people know about it and to give out samples? Are you scheduling time? Like, how are you making it work? Because everyone says, I'm too busy. Everybody's busy. Get over yourself. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm sure there's somebody that's busier than you that's making it work. That's always my thing. But you know, how are you making it work as far as you know scheduling time, making time for your business throughout all your other things that take up your time? Well, it's not by accident; it's by design. You know, mm. and ultimately, one tidbit that I learned that always made sense: people have time for what's important to them. So, if you actually saw how important it was to build a network. Uh, you know, and, and you and your dad are so good at saying, look, not everybody wants to build an empire in terms of money, but they like the community, like they like the involvement, they like the friendship, they like the personal development, and all that's such a big part of it, but simply you make time for it. And and I tell people, I'm never going to ask anybody to do anything that I can't do. So I have dedicated 30 minutes a day. That's my minimum. 30 minutes a day, I'm going to go make some contacts, I'm going to reach out to people, I'm going to attempt to make friends. Uh, and my favorite definition of, of networking is this, make friends, meet their friends. Uh, and, you know, we all know this, people do business with people they know, like, and trust. Well, let's not try to fast track that, you know. I've heard the metaphor many, many times, you meet somebody and, you know, they're interesting, they're appealing in some way, they're attractive. You don't say, hey, let's, you know, do you want to get married? No, you get to learn about each other. You you go on a few dates. Well, do we have a few dates in network marketing? Well, kind of. We don't want to necessarily call it a date, but we get to know each other. We share information. Uh, and, you know, then then people all, after we make a friendship, people often ask me, well, tell me about you. And I say, listen, I, I've invested what I believe in a company that has the world's best products in this category, whether I can name the category or not. I'd like to gift you a few samples. Uh, and if you like them, I'd love to earn your business. And, and I do lead with the product because there's so much to stand behind there. And then it's not long before we get to the business conversation. If people love the product, which they often do, I tell them you have three choices. You can be a retail customer. I'm happy to sell it to you. For a small fee, you can be a wholesale buyer. Or if you're like me, you could get paid to consume and share these products. What's best for you? <laughs> uh, you know, and, you know, again, your one minute presentation is, is epic. And, but often we use tools. I've heard many great sages say, don't be a fool, use a tool. 
So <laughs> can you share a video? Sure. So our, in our case, the sample is the best tool followed by a video because that's very duplicatable. You're in the Networker Zone with Keith Schreider. I think things are such habits and automatic for you, but you you didn't say that, hey, I'm going to lead with the product first. You're going to lead with the conversation. Then, of course, you lead with the product instead of opportunity. Have you always been that way? Because, you know, being a doctor, you probably are just so used to, I'm a doctor, this is what I do. You kind of had to flip it and say, okay, kind of take an interest in people because that's what we should be doing anyways in our life, regardless of sales. You know, how did you say, okay, I'm going to actually make a connection first and then see if they want to ask what I do or, you know, who I am and things like that. How did you flip that? Well, you know what? I've been blessed with great mentors. And and so one of the first tips I learned for clinical practice, people don't care how much you know till they know how much you care. All right. And, And then very, very simply, we're taught that if you really, really do a good job taking a history... That should lead you to 90% of the way to your diagnosis and treatment plan. Well, it's mm. the same in network marketing, you know? So how do you sell someone on network marketing? You turn around and sell them back with the exact same things they told you about themselves. You know, tell me about you. Well, I, I've got three kids and what do you like to do? Well, I like to go fishing and cool. What are your kids into? Soccer games. Nice. Do you, you know, how often do you get to see them? Well, not as often as I like, cause I'm working. Well, how about fishing? Well, I'd love to go, but let's face it. I got to work weekends. Well, what if we could show you a way where you could actually get more time with your kids, more time for fishing? Would that be worth 10 minutes of your time to at least look at something? Uh, and you know what? When you ask it that way, most people are going to say, yeah, that'd be worth 10 minutes. And then 10 minutes is plenty of time to give at least a reasonable ba- background on why you're doing, why you're excited about it and how it can benefit them. And let's face it, you know, uh, the, the rules are pretty simple even though I don't necessarily like this phrase, some will, some won't, so what? Someone's waiting, right? But you know, reality is that that that's a fact for absolutely anything and everything if it's the right timing. And, and here's a quote I heard from Harvey McKay that even though he's a network, network marketer, some consider him to be one of the greatest networkers out there, says people buy on their schedule, not yours. Uh, and that's a good tip for all of us to remember because a lot of times we're running for bonuses or end of month promotion or whatever. Yeah. Honor the individual, honor their schedule. And in time, if you consistently do that, they'll honor you. Yeah. Not everyone is hungry at the same time, just like a restaurant. You just can't eat them all. (laughs) Oh, that's pretty cool. Now, do you talk to other medical professionals? And it's sometimes some people say, well, you know, I don't feel comfortable and things like that. It doesn't really matter as far as, you know, when they have, when they've asking the right questions, do you talk to other medical professionals because you kind of have that belief in you or, you know, cause I'm sure there's other people on your team like, Oh yeah, I'd like to talk to doctors, not sell doctors, not push the doctor into it. You know, what's, what's their mindset as far as talking to other professionals? Well, so first and foremost, we have, we have to figure out who we're talking to. So one, there's plenty of prejudice against network marketing. So you, you want to come into an angle where you where you can bypass that, but my specialty, natural medicine, functional medicine, there was a survey and it, it helps to have facts. 3% of practitioners that practice functional medicine are happy with their income. And I might start out with that, you know, hey, listen, you know, you've gone the extra mile for extra education, you're, you're doing all you can to help your patients. But I learned this stat, you know, only 3% of people that do functional medicine are, are happy with their income. How about you? Where do you fall on that scale? 
guess what? 97% of the time, they're going to say, I'm in the 97%. I'm not happy with where we would be. Well, if I could show you a way that's synergistic with what you're doing, that's a better choices for your patient that has essentially no upper limit on what you could earn, would that be worth 10 minutes of your time? Uh, and, and always the same thing, pose a question and would it be worth, you know, and I'm not going to ask you for an hour or a month or a week or, you know, to read a 200 page pamphlet, I'm asking you for 10 minutes. And, and by the way, if they don't have 10 minutes, well, you always have that one minute story, right? So yeah, e easy enough, but of course, yeah. So there's a lot of advantage and disadvantage to medical professionals. The biggest disadvantage is like, Certainly, I started. I, I, I say I was. I thought I was overqualified. I was too cool for network marketing, you know. Uh, and some people that criticize me, you know, they pointed out, Bob, you know, listen, pe homeless people could partner with you. I said, yeah, and you know what? And if they've got drive and a, a willingness to learn a skill, why not? Why shouldn't they get yep. the best in life as well? So, you know, this is the fairest business model that's ever been created, uh, and. It might even be a disadvantage. You know, I, I love Art Williams and he talks about how to beat brains, talent and good looks anytime. And he says, if, if you have brains, talent and good looks, you're probably handicapped because you're used to things coming easy. Uh, and reality is we, we kind of have to fight a little bit. You know, we, we have to stick with it uh, and deal with a little bit of rejection. That's that's probably one of the greatest challenges people have. And let's face it, if you're not used to being rejected, well, you might not want to get used to that, but understand it's not the end of the world. Uh, and no is not no forever. It's no, not right now, which is, uh, again, a really good paradigm shifter. Yeah, that's, that's a good point as far as timing, because if they would have or your son would have prospected you 20 years ago, you've probably been super close minded. <laughs> he might have been super young. Who knows? But either way, that's a good point. I was super close minded when I was prospected 11 years ago by my son. <laughs> You know, I, I listen, no way. I'm just never going to do this. And and then, you know, okay, you meet someone where they're at. Okay, you're not open to the business, but you are open to the product. I am. Okay, let's start there. Uh, and I, I think that's really good wisdom. You know, meet people where they are, and then step by step, they can move forward. And you just never know when someone's going to have that quantum leap. Certainly the conversation I had with Nam Do, quantum leap, x-ray report, quantum leap. <laughs> you know, and you know, I didn't plan on either of those, but I'm certainly happy they came my way. Yeah. You said that was via fax, your medical report. Is that correct? Yeah, they faxed it, you know, so basically imaging center had the x-rays taken, the radiologist reads it, they faxed it to my office, you know, and I'll share the story because it, it, it's impactful. So the story comes, my staff brings it back. I had an associate doc at the time and I, I looked at my, my x-ray report, my fax, and I just turned it down on the desk and I was getting ready to leave town. Uh, and I packed up my stuff and I snuck out the back door. I really didn't even want to interact with my wife, who also works at the office. So I, I don't even get a block away. And, and my wife, Kelly, calls me. She said, Bob, what's up? I said, oh, I don't know. What are you asking? She says, what do your x-ray reports say? And I said, I'm not sure. She says, you're not sure. I said, yeah, I'm not sure. She says, is it bad? I said, maybe, but I don't think so. She says, well, Tanae, that was my associate doctor. She says she's up here crying so loud she can't or so hard she can't even tell me what's on the report because it looked bad. You know, multiple lytic lesions, proximal humus, bone scan recommended. It's like, crud, you get that report? Someone might be well on their way to dying, <laughs> you know? Uh, and again, you don't expect that. That can be a slap across the face. But hey, listen, everything happens for us, not to us. And that was a good one for me. 
just having that realization, I might not be here forever, got me a whole lot more proactive about setting up my family just in case something happens. So I'm grateful, <laughs> very grateful for that entire, even though, you know what, at, at the time when it came back and it was normal, I was grateful, but I wanted to punch the radiologist in the face for, for creating such a scare. But I think he wanted me to take action. Yeah, yeah, we got to... We all blame the messengers, uh, something like that. Okay, kids, a fax mm -hmm. is like an image, but <laughs> it comes out of a machine. <laughs> yeah. uh, but either case. But yeah, you know, one thing you mentioned, you said everything happens for us, not to us. Now that is huge. I, and as again, habit that you probably just, just rolls off your tongue. But I think so many people take kind of a, you know, especially now victim mentality, like, well, if this was different or my situation was different or uh, the government or, you know, a blame, blame, blame. But then sometimes you have to kind of take control. Is there, are there books or things that you've recommended to kind of get rid of that victim mentality? Cause we've all done it before. I'm not yeah. saying no one's perfect. We've all done it. Sometimes we have to always check ourselves, but how could you get, how could you change your mindset for, Hey, this is happening for me, not to me. Well, I'm, I'm going I'm to share a couple of things. So first and foremost, Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, the top business book of the entire last century. Definitely a paradigm shifter. Uh, and then we move forward, Jocko Willink uh, and Lee Babbitt. These were ground commanders in Fallujah, Iraq, Navy SEALs. They wrote a book called Extreme Ownership. Mm -hmm. uh, and you, know, you listen to Jocko Willink. He's got a very popular podcast and he's a Hercules of a human and, 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 and a war hero and just an amazing guy. But whenever anybody would come to him, his answer was always good. Now, think, imagine one of your platoon members coming and they just had their arm blown off. Good. You're going to learn to use your other arm. You didn't get your torso blown off. Your head's still attached. You still have two legs. Good. Count your blessings, you know? Uh, and, mm -hmm. and, and that's kind of extreme. But no matter what, his answer was always good. And, you know, we have this universe where there's a law of opposites, which, which I believe to be an accurate law. Whenever there's something bad, there's an equal and opposite good in it and vice versa. So can we find the good? And here's a simple fact. If we seek, we will find. So always look for the good uh, and you can find it. I, I, I've got so many great mentors, but they will often bring up this thing. Think about what you thought was maybe the worst thing that ever happened in your life, you know, a decade ago or so. And now did you find an equal and opposite seed of good within it? And most of the time, people can say, you know what? That seemed really, really horrible. That person broke up with me. They left me high and dry. I thought I'd never be the same. But guess what? Now I met someone better for me, and I'm a better person for it, and on and on. So, you know, most people have had the experience. It seemed tragic at first, but as you unwound it, it was really quite good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Just like uh, dating as a teenager and a 20. Oh, good that they dumped me because I found somebody else that's way better. Yeah. Way more qualified. <laughs> oh wow, that, that's that's awesome. And I, I know you're you're super busy, and I definitely want to have you back on. We just kind of scratch the surface, and don't don't forget, don't uh, hang up. We'll schedule a lunch here. Um, but I, you know, before I let you go, uh, I I definitely want to uh, schedule back in. But also, I need to have uh, three more questions. Call it the lightning round, Doctor Bob. You ready? I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Uh, question number one. What one habit do you recommend every networker should do on a daily basis? A dedicated time block to building their business. And it helps if it's the exact same time, it's your routine, even make it a ritual, right? Ritual comes from the word write us. That means that which works. People that have a routine uh, and, you know, Robin Sharma calls it a tight bubble of total focus. 
Lock yourself away from any and all distractions, notifications, focus on <laughs> your business. Yeah, the notifications. I turn them all off unless it's a messenger. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's, that's crazy. And I like that, you know, uh, 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 the same amount of the, the same time depends on the day either way. But yeah, having that dedicated time for anything in life, I think, you know, exercise or whatever it is, that is, that is super cool. All right. Uh, question number two, you've traveled a lot. Where's your favorite place to travel? Wow. How do you even pick one in this big, <laughs> beautiful, amazing, wonderful world? You know, and part of me wants to say South Africa because of the amazing things I saw there, or maybe it was Australia with the Great Barrier Reef. But, you know, my my favorite place right now is Toronto, Canada, because we have such an expansive, empowered, amazing team that's committed to making the world better. Uh, and you know what? Do I like Toronto in winter? No, but the warm hearts and the passion for sharing warms that place up just beautifully. I was there a week ago in an ice storm, but I'll tell you what, the weather didn't matter. People were there to share and make the world better. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, people make the the experience. <laughs> Definitely, that's super cool. No, South Africa, did you like safari? What'd you do in South Africa? Yeah, you know, I so our, our first really big in, incentive uh, trip, we, I, it wasn't a, a company incentive trip, but we had a, enough bonuses that I took my family on a five-star safari. Uh, and you know, you're staying in these amazing bungalows and you have a private chef and, and then you have your own guide and tracker. And our, our family had our own Jeep, you know, and you're, you're just 10 feet away from hungry lions stalking, you know, and, and now I've got such great friends in, in Africa. They've invited me for gorilla safaris and the wildebeest stampede. And I, again, that's the beauty of having a multinational company where when you actually show up, you have real value to add to people to help them get their lives. And, you know, uh, Zig Ziglar was so famous at saying we can have everything in life we want if we just help enough other people get what they want. You know, when I did a safari, lions, no problem. They said, just don't get out of the car, everything else like that. Now, gorillas, they can flip the car over. So I don't know about gorillas. You're, you're kind of crazy on that one. <laughs> well, so here's the interesting thing, right? It, it, it's not closed. It's an open Jeep. And I, I even asked our tracker, I says, those are hungry lions. I said, yeah. I said, are you worried? They said, no, we're not on their menu. You know, so whether it's lions or shark diving or, or cheetahs, and by the way, the gorilla safari, it's interesting that the silverback gorillas know who the, the poachers are, the bad guys, and who the good guys are. And they're going to come in, they're going to beat their chests, and they're going to intimidate you. Don't get intimidated. Just, just sit there and, you know, when you speak their language, hey, I'm not a threat. They welcome you. So there's probably some networking message in there, right? Some people might want to pound their chest, but if you just honor them for their stance and, you know, hold your ground, I think you're going to be okay. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking the girls can probably read our mind if we're going to watch them and experience them, maybe take their photo once we feel comfortable. But yeah, at the same time we're there, they can sense if we're going for the kill, which is uh, obviously not what we're trying to do as networkers as well. That's pretty cool. I love that. <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay. And uh, question number three. Hey, I know you're healthy. We're healthy. We all want to stay healthy, but every once in a while, we got to live a little. What's your favorite culinary guilty pleasure? Ah, well, you know, so we can make better bad choices, right? So my yeah. favorite guilty culinary pleasure is going to be a better pizza. So gluten-free, all organic, you know, where, where it doesn't have any preservatives or anything in. And so even pizza can be a, a really, really good and moderately healthy choice. But of course, everything in moderation, right? 
Yeah. So do you make it yourself? Oh, there's plenty that you can buy. You can literally buy now pre-made, and it could be frozen or unfrozen, all organic, gluten-free, cauliflower crust, whatever whatever you enjoy there, pizzas. And, you know, I'm, I'm very happy that the world is moving in the direction of realizing every choice matters. And the organic selections over the last decade seem to have gone up exponentially. So I think that's a, a good niche for people that uh, that want to get healthy. Oh, yeah, we'll definitely have to swap some ideas. I actually like cauliflower pizza. If it's frozen, I could put it like on the grill or on the bottom of the oven so it helps get get it crispy. But I'd like to do a fresh one sometime, but then they can't put it. Oh, maybe you should put it on the pan and then put it on the grill. I'm not sure. We'll figure that out. <laughs> well, yeah, both options, right? You, it seems like you have a, a good background in playing with that. I, I have never actually put one on the grill, but it makes sense that that would be really wonderful and delicious. Yeah. I, anything to get that crisp, I love it. Thanks again so much for, uh, for your time. Um, I'll let you go and look forward to having you back on a future episode. All right, Keith. Well, thank you. Thank uh, Big Al for making our wonderful world better. And you know what? I, I hope people get a few wonderful tips from this because let's face it, it's a big pie and we can all get a wonderful piece by making the world better. There you go. <laughs> Thanks again. As always, this podcast is free. The most important part is to turn these skills into action. If this episode or any episode will benefit your team, please share it with them. And if you'd like to be the first to find out about upcoming weekly episodes, simply hit the plus follow subscribe button. Depends on your podcast platform, but more importantly, looking forward to sharing another episode next week. Thanks for visiting the Networker Zone. To get awesome networking tips delivered directly to your inbox, or for more information about books, audiobooks, online training, including Zooms and masterclasses, make sure and visit BigAlBooks.com.